And welcome back to Superfan Sports. We are loving life and enjoying everything today. I want to kill myself, Don. Uh, I'm your host, Donovan Behan, and uh, across from me is our fellow co-host. I'm, I'm Dio Reynoso. And you ever been kicked in the teeth? That's what it feels like today. That's this what it week, feels like? This has been one of the worst sports week of my life. Yeah. Colts losing overtime. Don't forget, week out from your birthday, too. Week out from my birthday. There's a little reason not to kill myself. Um, <laughs> uh, Dodgers just lost, so now we got to win two straight uh, just to have a shot. Um, oh, yeah, and I had one of the worst gambling weeks ever. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. For, and I, um, I rode with you on a couple of those. You know, Learned my lesson. A lot, lot, of, lot of stuff to get into. We, we got a lot to talk about. We obviously have game time. We got to talk about last week's games. There's uh, a Big news stories going on. We're going to get to the news, we're, but first we got to go through Beast of the Week, Trash Man, Predict the Future. We're going to talk about other stuff in the MLB and the NFL for next week. Fantasy starts and sits, and I promise you I'm going to get better at that. And lastly, Gambling Ring, but of course we start with the news. Um, Don, what happened with John Gruden? This is, this is the only thing that I've seen today that gave me a little bit of love. So this man went... In my mind, he went through two different waves. If you guys don't know about John Gruden, officially announced today that he is resigning uh, from as the Raiders, as head, the Raiders coach. head coach, uh, and it, it kind of hit in two waves. So first, there was an email that surfaced where he sent to the then former name redacted of the Washington Football Team. Yeah, um, basically using something like that is very racially insensitive towards Demarcus Smith and making an insult about Roger Goodell. And that's all we knew. Mm. And then it came out a little bit more saying specifically what John Gruden said, um, which I don't know if we're, sure we're going to repeat now, but it's... I it, I, I think we're not going to say what the emails said. If you care if you care that much about it, you can look it up. It is floating around but, online, but it was, I, a racial, it was a racially insensitive thing towards DeMarcus Smith in 2011. It, it almost felt like he was doing a Dave Chappelle stand-up sketch where he was like, I'm going to go after everyone. It, it like, really did. He went after every single like ethnicity, creed, sexuality. So, like, it was insane. Yeah, the first, the first thing we got was just... Basically, him insulting Demarcus Smith and insulting Goodell because Smith mm -hmm. uh, at the time was the Players Association uh, president for the NFL. Goodell, obviously, the commissioner. And in 2011, there was nearly the lockout. Yeah. And so he, Gruden, then an ESPN analyst, was I guess really upset over the possibility of a lockout. Insulted both members, saying like neither neither of these guys were trying to do, it. and that's how he formed the mm. narrative. And like. At that point, savable. Like, yeah, it's like right, okay, he, he said something bad, yeah, but he's definitely still he racist. He insulted but like, yeah, both groups. He can maybe come back from it. And I was thinking, old white guy. Maybe it's colloquialism back because mm. he's from Ohio, deep. Like, like just from like. Uh, a, Gruden looks like the kind of guy. If you gave him a couple shots, he'd be like, "Man, I don't really like the Mexicans." You know, like, like he that, comes. He, yeah, he comes across a little bit like that. But like to me, it's like you can't really be racist if you're working like along you like athletes who could beat the snot out of you, and are just like a absolutely be racist. You if, could, but. It was just like I was maybe the benefit of the doubt yeah. a little bit because it was ten years ago, and there was a lot of people like backing him up. Yeah, like, Josh Jacobs backed him up. Derek, Derek Carr backed well, him up. You know, Derek Carr, well, yeah, know. Derek Carr, man. Yeah. But so, but there was certain players on the team coming to his like coming to back him up, and other coworkers that he's worked with a lot. Uh, people that were on the Sunday Night Football analyst uh, job were talking about how. They never got that impression from him after working with him for like 10 years. And then the other shoe dropped. The biggest shoe. Um, seeing a release about 4,628 emails. Mm -hmm. And even then, I might be lowballing that number. Let's be real here. Came out explaining 
how he's gone after Obama and Biden in the 2012 election, mm-hmm. how he was insulting Caitlyn Jenner after she had uh, her yeah. transition, going well, against multiple players. Jeff Fisher for drafting Michael Sam. Yeah, basically saying that there shouldn't be a gay player in the league, yeah, which well, he's also the head coach of Carl Nassib, who's, who's very openly gay. the first official openly like, gay starter. active player. Yeah, who's the first yeah. starter. And so that didn't... So he lost... A, like, he went from... Okay, maybe he's a rough spot. A lot of skeletons so, like, in a lot of his closets, no, too. There's so no coming back. He apparently had a meeting with uh, the owner of the Raiders. They had a meeting, and out, after the meeting happened, uh, John Gruden stepped down, saying that, let's be honest, there's got to be some level of conspiracy to this. The Raiders lose two straight games, and all of a sudden, emails start surfacing from 10 years ago. Well, it, it there was tied to it. So the NFL is investigating the uh, name redacted, nearly caught yeah. myself there, the name redacted Washington mm-hmm. um, based on what happened in 2011 because there's been multiple complaints about sexual abuse, yeah. uh, being a toxic culture. That's when they did the calendar photo shoot and mm-hmm. basically like convinced a bunch of cheerleaders to go down to, I think it was South America or just south of the border, mm-hmm. I should say. And we're going to do a calendar shoot and then try to get them to have sexual encounters with paying people down there. Sounds about right. So the NFL is investigating all that. And these emails got swooped in as a part of that investigation. And they've just been slowly been leaked out since wow. they were found. I did not know any of that was happening. Yeah, so that's, that's why these the are these are some big leaks right now. Yeah, I mean, all right. Let's talk about like what the Raiders are, are, are leaning towards because obviously this is huge for the, the Raiders. Yeah, so their special teams coach has been named interim head coach. Yeah. Which, I mean... It's just some dude. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's his 38th yeah. year in the league but never really got beyond... Look, let's get to the brass tacks. Do the Raiders finish positive in, in winning wins no. this year? No. I don't think there, so There's either. too much... Like The team was already struggling as it is, was. Is this a window or a door to open to blow up the Raiders organization? Keep the to, keep to, the key points, but yeah, well, no, this is like this right is a great you, time to launch a rebuild. To do like, all right, we're trading Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs isn't working. This offensive line needs to be rebuilt. This defense needs to be completely retooled. Except for that D line, get rid of everybody. It's just like let's let's start like do this rebuild. Yeah, this is now. this is the perfect time. Just go. You know what? We're expunging everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to rebuild our culture. Yeah. This is the time to hit that reset button. After which is something crazy because like John Gruden was that hundred million dollar. Uh, reset button a few years ago four years ago he's now been paid uh but he obviously will not be getting paid his whole hundred million yeah because he resigned he's only getting the checks up to that he's earned for game checks up to this point which is estimated almost 40 million dollars which is still way too much yeah let's move on to the next topic in the news it's the astros might be cheating again is that a shocker i mean i'm iffy on this so it is the ryan tapera who is a closer for the White Sox came out and said this after game three, uh, basically going like, oh, uh, who like I think they're stealing signs again, which to me I'm 50-50 about because he's basing it on a three-game sample. I don't care what you're fi- the They're moment. cheating. They're cheating. They're che- they, you're telling me they're lights out at home and then all of a sudden the White Sox, who couldn't hit a goddamn barn with a bat standing two feet away from it, all of a sudden go on a hitting streak? So just some basic surface level stats. In the two games in the, the two games they played in Houston. Correct. The Sox hit had eighteen hits. Mm-hmm. Astros only had twenty hits. Okay. In the two games in Houston, Astros had sixteen strikeouts. The Sox had seventeen strikeouts. Okay. 
very surface level stats. We're not Correct. going into yeah, very comparable box there. score stuff that you can see. In game three, the Sox get 10 more hits. But the big factor, I think, in that, like that blowout game was they also were able to walk a lot more. And if you compare the two games, the Astros, no one in game three, no one went on the mound for over 2.2 innings. Mm-hmm. There are two games at home, 4.1 innings, and McCullers went for 6.2. They were cycling through pitchers a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was their defense that gave it up. They're, but there isn't a big variation to me in their offensive production. Mm-hmm. And a big reason, a big thing people forget based on this, like because the scandal blew up, mm-hmm. you're allowed to steal signs. Yeah, it is 100% legal. You're not allowed to use technology to, to, to advance it. Yeah, And I you mean, think at a home stadium, you don't know the best vantage point to do that. Yeah, just I mean, to like right. have like one dude stand. So don't. I think they're stealing signs again, without a doubt. Yeah, I'm just skeptical if they're using tech for it. We'll see. I mean, that that's something that's obviously going to be talked about if they continue to win. Yes, and yeah. it looks like they might. Um, let's talk about the Nets not planning on playing Kyrie Irving at home. So the reports have come out that they are expecting to not start him because he does not want to get the COVID vaccine, which means he will only be playing less than fifty percent of their games. Yeah, Steve Nash was telling reporters during their practice, we recognize he's not playing in a home game. Yeah, Um, NYC did throw Brooklyn a bone, so the city did throw them a bone, and um, officially designated the uh, Nets practice facility as a private office building, Mm -hmm. not as an indoor gym. So that allows Kyrie to practice with the team. Oh, cool. Which, I mean, it is something. It is important to practice with the team. Look, Kyrie is such a distraction. There's no way that the Nets aren't actively trying to trade him right now. No, they they need to be shopping him at this point. Would you take a Ben Simmons and picks for Kyrie right now? Yeah. Honestly, if Simmons is vaccinated, he will will be be, be more important to the team than Kyrie playing 50%. Plus, that team can score. Yeah, they have well, a lot ben of shooters. Simmons does for that. I, I think that's a win-win trade, especially if the 76ers can be like, here's two first-round picks and Ben Simmons. You give us Kyrie. Let's run this. Yeah, and well, the only downside is you're giving to the 76ers. So you're going to see him play. Correct, but you know it, it helps both teams. It, it would. It'd be that's to me a very so, fair trade. Yeah, I mean that's if the 76ers would even want him there. Yeah, but, I just yeah. feel bad for the Nets because it feels like. They're just kind of taking like, eh, whatever happens, happens, because they're just caught between yeah. Kyrie and his hardline stance and then the city regulations. Yeah. That's a hard spot to be in as a team. The last bit of news. I mean, this isn't even news. It's just kind of like a recap. Um, college football is amazing. It's this the, weekend might have been one of the best weekends to ever watch. I mean, all right. So the morning starts off with one of my bets, Texas, Texas versus Oklahoma. And Texas scores in a few seconds. Two and, touchdowns in the first two minutes. And I get... I'm not even exaggerating. 50 messages from people saying, holy shit, Texas is going to win. And I go, fuck yeah, Texas is going to win. But then Oklahoma did something that I've been dreading and like feeling my whole life. They're like, hey, send out the true freshman. They're like, let's sit the NFL quarterback prospect and bring in a true freshman. And they win on a touchdown, blowing the cover. Um, Yeah, walk-off TD. They overcame a 28-7 to deficit when he came in the game. No one Uh, would know that that game would start a a precipice of Dio losing giant blowout uh, lead (laughs) games. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. Next game, uh, not even that. While that game's going on, Arkansas is playing Ole 
Miss in a showdown of showdowns that leads to Ole Miss scoring with a minute left. Arkansas marches down the field, scores with zero seconds left on the clock, ties it at 51-52, to and instead of kicking it and going OT, Arkansas goes for two and loses. Loved it. Yeah, which is great nail-biter game. We yeah. also saw a crazy upset in Alabama That's, being knocked that, out by unranked Texas A&M. Texas A&M who looked dead. They looked awful coming into this game. Dead. And all of a sudden, boom, we're live. Oh, welcome to the SEC, Jimbo Fisher, bam. Jimbo Fisher, the first time Saban's ever lost to a former assistant yep. ever. And Fisher said, if you uh, listen to him in the preseason, this is the only game he cared about. It was, this this is, Super he, was, he was throwing away the rest of the season for this Alabama game. First time Alabama loses to an unranked opponent since 2007. Crazy. Crazy. Alabama's defense was just impressive in my mind because they held, or Texas A&M's defense, defense was impressive. Yeah, they held Bama to a three and out in their last meaningful possession mm-hmm. to just seal that win by a field goal. Insane. I, I that, that, you know what's crazy? That's not even the best game that happened this week. No, weekend. it wasn't. Because Iowa versus Penn State happened in a push cover because Penn State's beating the crap out of Iowa. Penn State's quarterback leaves the game. Iowa comes up on them, wins the game 20-23 to in a Big Ten ugly game that I loved. Which was so much fun. Michigan versus Nebraska. They went down to the wire. Michigan stays undefeated. Like, if you're not in a college football, now's the time because it's these never are the highlights better. you need to go watch it's never and just better. recap the last and, weekend because you've missed something. And saying that, the playoffs has never been more wide open. No, Bama dropped the fifth according yeah. to the I don't think uh, unofficial. They're, they're not the playoff rankings. They're just the college football yeah, rankings. College football, the first fifth right playoff now. rankings will come out in November, the first week of November. Yes, yeah, so we got some time, but we see Bama fall to fifth. We have Georgia as the number one okay. spot. Iowa is the number two. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati moves up to three. Let's so let's talk about this. If playoffs started today, I don't want to talk about the future right now. Who are your four teams that you put in this college football playoff? Honestly, it's so hard to say. I think Iowa Iowa and Georgia have to be locks at this point in my mind. Like if it starts today, those two teams are without a today. doubt locks. Now down the road we, we you know they're yeah, gonna things have to play happen. There's always upset the Ohio State. But right now you're putting in Alabama, Iowa, who's your other two teams? Uh, it's going to have to be Georgia, my mind, and... Oh, you're putting Georgia, Iowa, and then who else? You want me to give you mine first? I'm trying to think. I, it's hard for that fourth team because there's like three teams that I would love to see in that position. Here, That's why. Here's what it should be. Georgia 1, Oklahoma 2, Iowa 3, Cincinnati 4. Seeing Cincinnati 4 would be a lot of my, fun. It makes my heart like happy you know but you also have to me it's like you also got michigan and ohio state that are sitting right there as well i'm just like ohio state has a loss you know it's, yeah, it's true michigan's undefeated yeah but the, they still have to play all the hard teams yeah you also got michigan state i mean michigan state's undefeated too they got to play yeah, michigan they got to play ohio state still they got to play penn state still like they like that, the top 10 teams are all gonna like realistically out of the top 10 ranked teams at this moment hmm. three or four of them still have to play each other that's and that's going to shake this up even more. That's what's amazing. I think if you took the top 10 teams, I, this is the first time in a long time where I can tell you eight out of 10 of them will lose another game. 
and they it's insane thinking about that it's it's never happened in the you know playoff era and it's madness that i can't wait um and i i, I mean since, i love it cincinnati's the only one i feel really safe about maintaining their spot because i feel like they they'd lose no matter what well the rest of their season is ucf yeah navy tulane south florida but tulsa but it, they do play smu it, who's it, 23 it feels like cincinnati's set up to lo- fail like they have to lose well, to they're, the, yeah they're an acc team no, they're not. They're not moved over yet. Yes, they haven't moved over officially. They're ACC for the rest of this season. Uh, no, no, no. They're they're, they're power five. Uh, they're not a power five school. They're um, the only non-power five school. I could have swore they're part. No, am I thinking the AAC? No, or, yeah, they're in the American Conference. There we go. I keep. I always get a, yeah, ACC a, and AAC, AAC. flip. That's yeah. so annoying. All right, let's move on to victory lap. Um, let's make this quick. I mean, let's talk about the Colts Ravens game because one of us won. Yes. Um, might have I, I I had this stance two weeks ago, and I'm still going to maintain this. The Ravens are set to give me a heart attack this season. They're, I think that's their goal. Is like let's see how many people we could push over the break. This was a great game. Like this I, was so much fun to watch. It came down game. to the wire. The, the Colts having a 22-3 lead and then blowing it might be the like the. It was such an emotional wreck for me because you would have told me last week. I would have told you I don't care about the Colts. Watching this game and watching them win. It gave you hope. No, it didn't just give me hope. It made me realize, oh, shit, I am a Colts fan, and that sucks because I thought I could be agnostic, but I'm not. I I follow the Colts, and it sucks. I think the Colts put them – let's talk about Carson. Carson looked good. He looked good. Yeah, he took some big hits during the game. As he does. He's addicted to contact. We've talked about this. Yeah, he he's he's a masochist, but he was able to pop back super well. All right. Like he threw some I think your receiving course finally taking that step big. Paris Campbell made some catches. Paris Campbell, Zach Mike, Paschal Michael looked Pittman good. Michael made some baller catch t- baller touchdown catch. They're finally the Colts finally go you know what moali cox is just the biggest dude on the field yeah, why are we not feeding him the ball i'm happy that that's happening i'm really disappointed in our defense because obviously that's the story colts were dealing with issues on the defense and our kicker um who didn't you know and to me the with whether it comes to rodrigo blankenship and it comes to him missing that game winning yeah. field goal to me i don't sit it on him i don't sit i it sit on it on either. frank Wright. i sit it on frank Wright because as well. Blankenship, if anyone watched this game live, there was a point where they sent out a field goal unit and your punter, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Sanchez, Rigoberto Sanchez, Sanchez. Came out to go kick. They end up calling timeout, pulling Rigoberto back with Naeem Hines holding. Mm-hmm. They pull them two off. Rigoberto goes back to the hold, uh, placeholder mm-hmm. and then Blankenship comes out. And everyone's going, oh, what's going on? Like they announced, like, did he forget his helmet on the sideline? They just had to send somebody out. What's going on there? Comes out afterwards. He's He openly said to, the, to Frank Reich, my hip is something's wrong. Something I think I injured my. my I think I injured and myself. I want to pull myself out. out. Yeah, he wanted to pull himself out. He did not think mm-hmm. he could do it. Kickers are paid to kick. Yeah. That's all they are paid to do. If your kicker comes up to you saying, "I don't think I can kick," trust that man because yeah. that's his entire job is to know it, everything he, about that one specialized skill. He knows that he can't look. I'm not putting it on Rigoberto Sanchez. He was obviously down on himself after his first missed 
PAT, there was like a zoom in of him, like super sad, like on the like sideline. He, he was trying his he hardest. Hurt. Like you try to hurt your hip flexor and go out and perform yeah. in pressure situations. But, all right. So I want to talk about Lamar. I think Lamar is amazing. I think I've said it. He's a top five quarterback. I think he's better than Russell Wilson. I think he's better than most of everyone's. Else. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. I think this Ravens team is so goddamn average. But Lamar is so elite that he's literally backpacking this entire team. When the offense gets finally something going, it looks like we could be elite. Mm-hmm. But I th- it was just hard to watch because the ground game is just not there without it's not- him. And it's and it's because of the injuries in a big way. I feel like this team would be completely different if you had J.K. and Gus. I, look, I love but- J.K. I still think he would have been fully healthy. He's the best running back in that draft class to me. Yeah, I think he's better than Jonathan Taylor. But if we're bringing out Devonta Freeman... Yeah, it's, like it's tough. just it's. I mean, he made they made catches. That's the thing. Yeah, and that I think that's what the especially Mark Andrews. And I think that's what this team's finally realizing. Like with this game in the second half, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we can run through the air well, with these running. Let's backs. talk about why they can run through the air. All the corners on the Colts were violently injured. Either they came in By a little way, banged up, or they did Kenny get fully. Kenny Moore injured. only played eleven snaps. He got five tackles and eleven snaps. Yeah, that's that how is, that's how that's vital efficient. he is. Efficient. Yes. But eleven yeah, snaps. Eleven snaps, and then you had um, oh my god, I'm forgetting the guy who knocked himself out against uh, Mark Andrews' shoulder. I don't pad. even know him. That's how important he is to our team. Oh, Isaiah Rogers. No, 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 not Rogers. Then no. Then okay, I'll, I'll figure that out later. Ha- but dude, we we literally had practice squad guys that we yeah, just guys signed. who were just called up from the practice squad. That is a little bit alarming. That yes, this was his Lamar's best passing. Xavier game. Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. Um, he I wasn't he, a backup. He's good. Yeah, no, he um, he was the one who got yeah who he, he was out threw for his game. head against uh, Mark um, Andrews' shoulders in the third or fourth. But like. It, it was it, no, but it, it came a, down to Isaiah Rogers being your number one corner, and he had a hurt knee. It's it was a rough spot to be in as a defense. Yeah, I mean, we literally couldn't do anything. Our defense was tired because they were on the field the entire fourth quarter. Um, I here's the only thing I can say negatively about the Ravens. If you're a Lamar Jackson fan, like I am, like you are, yes. Um, it is a little concerning that he could only throw for 400 yards. When he's playing against practice squad uh, players on the defensive side of the ball, you have to admit no, that no, it, it he did become more aggressive with the pass. But I also feel a big thing: we were forcing the run so much during the first half. Well, because I think Harbaugh was like, "No, we're gonna go after this hundred yards, no matter what." He, here's why I'm not completely devastated by this game. One, we covered the spread, hitting another bet for Dio Reynoso. Yeah, covered the spread by one point, ha- uh, one and a half. What, um, uh, yeah. I think right before game time, it dropped to seven, not seven and a half. Oh, well. So it depends if you count yeah. opening, closing lines. I mean, we're not we, getting into yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I bet it then. Uh, if we're counting opening, closing lines, I, I did great this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? But, uh, so you and, had that, and you stopped us from, from breaking the, the record. Which is when I told my brother how devastating he was, because my brother is a way bigger Colts fan than me. He's diehard. When I level. told him, hey, we stopped their 100-yard gain, he smiled and he goes, "The football gods are just, and that's all that matters." That's all that mattered because you held the Ravens to eighty-six. Yeah, we had I mean, fourteen more yards to get, and yeah, you couldn't s- get it. Broke it. Let's move on to game time. This is our house. This is our time. It's game time. All right, the first game we're going to talk about is the Packers versus Bengals. I think the Packers are on full autopilot mode right now. I think. 
it is true with that just because Rodgers realized I don't need to do too much to win this division. Yeah, it it is kind of impressive that the the, the Packers have decided, hey, we're going to get two running backs going. A.J. Dillon is a legit option, like you were saying before the season yeah, started. I liked him. Um, he, was, he, was, he has flex playability. Aaron Jones is top five running back in the league. He's one of yeah. the most consistent guys week in and week out. He's not going to hit the home run, but he's going to he's he going to be there every day. He hit 58-yard rush. Not for a touchdown, but he had a big run. Um, no, but I mean, he's not going to be the guy that could break off Saquon-esque. He's not going to be the guy that puts up McCaffrey numbers, but he'll be the guy that gets 80 yards a game in a touchdown every he, single game. Right now he's averaging 98 yards a game. 112 from from overall scrimmage yards. Yeah, because he, he has that pass catch ability. That's which the thing. Is nice. He's always in a game. Um, the Bengals are better than we thought. The Bengals, I think their defense has come a long way. Yes. Compared to last season. Jesse Bates is a legit safety. It, without a doubt. I think the Bengals finally have weapons Jamar that are Chase terrifying. Is we have to admit that we were wrong about Jamar I think, Chase. I think that A.J. Green getting rid of him and bringing in new blood reinvigorated this offense. Great receiving. Mixon, when he's healthy, puts up, I think he was top five in rushing efficiency, mm-hmm. snap counts, and total carries in the league. Like He is the lifeblood of that ground game because Samaj P. Ryan's I, okay. I, I just want to – your division's so cool. It's – very unique in a we lot have of ways. The opposite divisions. My division is like so lame. Like it's embarrassing. Your division just like look at this young stud quarterback. Uh, I'm Joe Burrow. Or look at this awesome young stud quarterback and my running backs and great defense. I'm Baker Mayfield. And then it's like, oh, I have a broken arm. My name's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I touch people like that. I, it's just so much drama. And there's I love always it. a storyline in that division. Yeah. It's hard to like. Oh, if we're going one more thing in this division, I, I yeah. was going to say it's, it blows my mind. You know, Lamar is leading our entire division in passing yards. Real? Uh, does this week count? Going into this week, he was leading. That's crazy. That's crazy. He had more passing yards than Burrow, Baker, and I mean, of course, than Ben. Because MVP ben, Lamar again. I don't think he's there yet. He's um, playing at a high level. He's playing at a high level, but it, like it's his efficiency. How occasionally. do we end up talking about the Ravens again? Because I just had to bring up that yeah. one stat, which I thought Your was little, fun, little and you flex. brought it. You you brought up the Bengals in the division. I, did, I, did, I try I did. to sneak it in when I, I can. Just, I did want to say this about the Ra- uh, about about the Bengals. Um, Jamar Chase is that guy. Mm-hmm. The kickers aren't. These kickers suck balls. Yes, this this Mason game was. Mason Crossbar showed up. Mason didn't he do this like a season or two ago? He where did he had it two four weeks ago. Missed, like four missed field <laughs> yeah. goals in a game. Yeah. Um, Chase just could not hit um, a single field goal. He missed both of his yeah. for uh, co- combined five missed field goals on yeah, the game, not counting miserable. extra points. Um, track Joe Burrow's health for the next week. He did go to the hospital after this game. He's um, okay though. Yeah, it's possible a throat, throat contusion, contusion yeah. which. Most likely okay, but if it swells, that could be an issue. Uh, Let's move on to the Browns versus Chargers. This was my favorite game of the week. The Chargers are a top five team in my eyes in the NFL right now. Oh, exactly. Herbert uh, set the record for most 300 passing yards by any quarterback in their first two seasons. Amazing. This early on. That's so impressive. Uh, Eckler is legit running back. He can do anything you want. Eckler's He's great. Uh, Eckler is McCaffrey esque. He is just a He's utility great. tool. Um, big knock on the Browns D line though. Um, Jadavion Clowney was out, allowing the Chargers to double Garrett, and Correct. it worked it so I mean, well. Yeah, doubling a top five defensive lineman will do that. Exactly. And um, what I say, Mike Williams, greasy wheel, greasy, got greased. I, Mike Williams, wheel got sixteen targets, one hundred sixty-five yards, and two touchdowns. 
because they realized, hey, we have one of the biggest, fastest guys on the edge. Number Why are we not throwing to him every day? Number one wide receiver in fantasy I, right now. And he, he he deserves it without a doubt. You could have gotten him in the 13th round if you listened to our podcast. Yeah, we were hyped on him. This was his break. This is his breakout year. This After is, like four or five years, yeah, finally he's showing four, up. Three, year, three, four years, yeah. I am a fan of Brandon Staley. Going for it three times on Dude, fourth down. Watching the Chargers games <laughs> is everything football should be. I don't know why other teams aren't reading like, hey, if we trust our offense, we could go but, all four downs and it means hey, nothing. Sh- should we go for it? I mean, it works for the Ravens and they're efficient. It works for the Chargers and they work. It works for the Browns occasionally when it they does, do it. It does. Here's the thing. I would say Justin Herbert might be a better overall quarterback than all those other teams' quarterbacks. Yes, I love Lamar, but like... No, Herbert's able to get it done in a different way. We do face the Chargers next week, so that's going to be interesting. Beautiful game. But I do see that there was the one controversial P.I. call, but yeah, you know what? Who cared? If they if you take out that P.I. call, yeah. they they converted on the fourth yeah, down anyway, matter, so it yeah. did not matter. Um, Look... The, the the Browns. Let's talk about what Baker Mayfield did. The ba- Baker was fine. Baker was good. No, considering he was, he was wearing a harness because he has that torn lig- yeah. uh, ligament, I think in his in shoulder, shoulder. Uh, non throwing shoulder. Yeah, his non throwing shoulder. So the fact that he was able to get it done like this with the harness on, impressive as hell to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a feat of human ability that Char- I Chargers have. games are must watch games. And here's the thing: this was who was going to get the ball last. Yeah. And the, the Browns, Browns dropped try- the ball last. Well, because they pulled Eckler into the end zone. Yeah. Eckler tried to sit down on the one, and they're it, like, oh, it heck was crazy. no, and pulled I was, him in. I had Eckler in, my, uh, in a fantasy football league, and it went from Eckler having like an okay, like good like 15-point day to, oh, he caught a touchdown. Oh, he rushed for a touchdown again. Oh, my God, they pulled him in for another touchdown. And I was just like sitting here like, wow, I'm a lucky lad. Yeah. And yeah. you could think the Browns. Yeah. The Browns' defense scored that touchdown, let's be real. Yeah, that should have went to the Browns' defensive (laughs) team. The Browns made the most unique choice I've ever seen in a uh, final two-minute drive. Mm -hmm. Targeted nothing but the middle of the field with like a minute 30 left. It's almost like maybe if Baker has the ball in crunch time, maybe he's not the guy to do it. I don't think it was that as much. I think a little bit was on the coaching. Like You should have spiked the ball occasionally in there. Maybe. like to stop the clock. Maybe Baker probably shouldn't have thrown it they six had, times. They did also did have one timeout and never used it. Yeah. And so I think it's tragic. a mixture of Baker, but like, hey, it's a tough game, but that was such yeah. a fun shootout. Let's move on to this next game. This next game is going to be very quick. Let's just talk about the Raiders-Bears. Let's make it quick. These teams, we figured them out. If you hit Derek Carr, it's a wrap. And this offensive line isn't that good. Raiders in the first quarter across all five games yeah. have eight points in the first quarter. That's what's up. One safety, two field goals. Daniel Carlson is their leading scorer in the first quarter. I love it. That is. Well, that's because Jacobs has been out. <laughs> Jacobs. I don't think Jacobs is it for this team. Uh, Honestly, I don't think Jacobs is good. I like Jacobs, but just not for this team. He is. His, they're never letting his toe injury heal because it seems like he's a he's perpetu- back. It feels- it, he he came out and said on Twitter because if you if you follow any Raiders fan on Twitter, you will see that they post clips of offensive line play like religiously. So I watch a lot of Raiders offensive line, and they are horrible. Oh, Leatherwood is a liability. They moved him to guard. They don't know what to do with the first-round pick. Mike Mayock might not be as good as people think he is. Um, they, 
Jacobs came out and tweeted. He's like, I'm doing my best. What am I supposed to do on these plays? I know my boys are going to get better. And I do believe, I believe with a new coaching regime, some new like mental steps that they're going to figure out how to maybe not run the ball down the middle every single goddamn play and let their athletic running back get some carries on the outside. No, which would be great for them because Jacobs right now is averaging 3.2 yards on the ground. It's the longest run of the season is 15 yards. But then you see when they switch over to Peyton Barber in week three, because Jacobs was uh, injured, yeah. Peyton Barber puts up 111 yards. Yeah. Jacobs has yet to break over 60 well, I, yards in a game. To be fair, it was the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins, which are liabilities at uh, the run coverage. But yeah. I just mean that something needs to change in this offense. Hopefully Gruden gone does change it. But if you cover the deep ball, they're not the Raiders offense is just yeah. not there anymore. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the Bears. Go Bears. Um, the Bears... Matt Nagy is just good enough to like keep his job. Like he's like a he's the biggest troll ever. He's, they're three and three. It's that division. Like, Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy just know how to hang on just by a little bit. They like Matt Nagy should be fired. No Without matter a doubt. What. No, he's he's one. He is the worst offense. Like, but can you fire a guy who might go to the playoffs four four out of his five years? They did it with Jeff Fisher. No, Jeff Fisher didn't his last year with no, the Rams. No, but he went 8 and 8 for almost his entire like he had more wins than yeah, winning coach, 8 thing, and 8 Matt almost every Nagy year. He has a winning record, it's just by one though, you know. And it's it works. And the, do you keep him if you're the owner? No. There's no way, right? There's the only thing worse than being a bad team is being a mediocre team. I'd rather be terrible than mediocre. Because you could rebuild if you're terrible. You if can't rebuild. Mediocre, if you're mediocre, you're the brave. Or you're not the Ravens. You're the Lions, and you're the Vikings forever. And I don't want to be a Vikings fan. I'm already a Colts fan. Like it's it's rough watching that, and it's just that's why I feel yeah. like this division is like, oh, if we make the wild card, yeah. we could just wait for the Packers to get bad, and yeah. then suddenly we're the team up here. And it's like, no, you can't wait for that. Yeah. Go be hungrier. Go work harder for it. Let's, Justin Fields, his passing looks like a liability to me. I, I think he's going to grow as a passer. He, I just, he, it's just not there yet. It's just not there yet, but that Bears defense is terrifying. Let's move on to the Bills versus Chiefs, our last game. Uh, the great white Buffalo might be the great, the best quarterback in the league. He impressed me in a big way, without a doubt. But what scared me more was the Bills' defense because they made the Chiefs look like punks. Well, they have a plethora of pass rushing. AJ Espinosa, uh, like Gre- eight different Russo. guys on Dude, the pass rush line. They are immaculate. They have legit like first round talent that they find in the second and third round because they have a couple liability or concerns about. And, and they realize, hey, we don't need to play Russo. Every single snap exactly. and make any injury flares yeah. or anything. Throw them in for forty percent of the game and it's good enough. Um, the Chiefs' defense is abysmal, like we've been saying. Um, you can run on them all day long. It's Patrick Mahomes has to literally fist fight his way out of every single game because if they're not scoring, they can't win. No, they're in a doubt. deficiency of, of turnovers too, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like he, they have more turnover as many turnovers as the Jaguars. Which is insane to see at this moment, considering Mahomes entered into this month going, "Oh, I've never lost in, I've never lost or turned the ball over in September." Yeah. Andy Reid's never had a losing record in October, and suddenly it's happening before our eyes. Two massively blown coverages, leading the deep balls for the Bills. Yeah. I think a big reason there's just no balance to this team. They had 61 yards on the ground with Mahomes leading it. Yeah. It's, like you need to balance out your playbook a little bit, slow the game down. Mahomes can't be a Superman every single week. People figure him out. This the Ravens win against the Chiefs is starting to feel 
more and more fugazi. I I like the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, but it, it does feel now that you're seeing other teams beat the Chiefs, you're like, like hey, was yeah. it that much of an upset or are the Chiefs just sliding? Yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't call them dead like everyone else is saying. Um, you can't call a team like the Chiefs like it's hard to call them even though they're last in their division, but they can how about figure this? it out next week for all we know. What would you bet? Would you bet they make the playoffs or not make the playoffs? I think they're a wild card team at this point in time. I Do you think, think they're better than the Broncos? Yes, without it, I think the they are going to finish second behind the Chargers and make the wild card. Do you think they're better than the Browns? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Do you think they're better than the Bengals? Yes. Do you think they're better than the Patriots? Yes. Do you think they're better than the Titans? Yes. I think they're on I, that same level. I think that they will beat the snot out of the Titans. I think the Titans is their best matchup mm-hmm. because neither of them can play defense, and it'll be Derrick Henry versus Mahomes who could pick up more yards. Okay. That's good to know where you're at. Let's move on to Beast of the Week. of the week uh my beast of the week i mean i've kind of like talked about it it's lamar jackson i know i'm a colts fan but i kind of have to pick lamar jackson i love lamar every time he can ball out i'll use him to my advantage it's insane to watch that man run 400 yards passing no he didn't rush for 100 but it felt like he did yeah um, he picked up over 50 on his own on the ground yeah. like he 64 yards if i remember correctly yeah a couple fumbles but you know what it's okay only one uh, I forgot the second one was overturned. Yeah, his knee was on the yeah, ground already. That was very close. Yeah. It was a very close one. Uh, set a new for Ravens franchise record for passing yards in a single game. Over Joe Flacco, which is, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Flacco was the lead at one point for yeah, one season. I mean, yeah, for like a playoff run. Yeah, that's all who's it was your, Who's your beast? Uh, mine's going to be the same thing. Mark Andrews, 11 for 147, two touchdowns, two Aww. for two on the uh, two-point conversions. Like it just seeing that duo like he is i think the beyond kelsey one of the mo- best safety valve tight ends in the league he's great like kelsey and uh, i think waller are like the only two guys i yeah. trust more like in an emergency get them the ball every single time let's move on to trash man of the week this is for the people that are just garbage and uh, there's no one more garbage than John Gruden right now. John Gruden, you're my trash man for all the reasons that we started the episode with. Uh, have fun in the unemployment line. Transphobic, racist, homophobic. It's like, dude. Yeah, he really hit the bingo of Raiders. You know, well, it, it hurt more though that he tried to steer the narrative yeah. like off the first email, and people started defending him. Yeah, and then everything else came out, and he's like. Oh, I didn't think I was going to get caught for everything. Turns out it's when like, you, dude. Turns out when you defend a guy who's shown that he's a dirtbag, usually there's other stuff that shows that he's a dirtbag. And it was just crazy on how much yeah, that came out. Of, I was not over, expecting over a, all this. Over a thousand, how much? Oh, God. Um, Don, who's your trash man of the week? Um, I'm going for the NFL kickers this week. All of normally, them. Normally, I defend kickers. Oh, kickers this, are amazing. These are the same ones I wrote. Like, I was like, all kickers. Like, I was like, all right. But... 13 missed PATs for a new NFL record in one week of football. Let's go, baby. I think it's a five-year high in missed field goals and yet, on a single week. And yet, I'm still week. unsigned. One of the most efficient kickers. You're 100%. You hit 100%, one. 100%. Hit one. Let That's all you need. Yeah. But it's just it's crazy to see. It's like, I don't know whether it was the weather. I don't know. I, 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 there's I, no, I think it was the kickers union. They all told them that they had to go on strike this week. Apparently, the... Bengals. You know who didn't miss? Justin Tucker didn't miss. 
Just hit, hit his one one for one in attempts. Hey, that's all he needed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Goodness. go on to predict the future. Uh, today we're gonna do a little a little bit different. Uh, we're gonna predict who do we think is going to win uh, the rounds in the MLB, uh, and then we're gonna get into a couple NFL games, uh, and then we're gonna give you our World Series matchup who we think we can see in the World Series. Don, who do you think we'll see in the next championship round? So it was officially shown tonight. Red Sox move on. Uh, they beat out the Rays, and then we have huge shocker. By the way, yeah, that was a really big upset. Like I really, yeah, I mean, had last the Rays week going. we were doing this this playoff stunner. We both had the Rays like possible championship team. No, that, and I still am very surprised mm-hmm. about that. And then uh, we saw the Houston versus White Sox, uh, Dodgers versus FSF, and Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Atlanta winning right now in two one against Milwaukee. What is has been my biggest jaw drop. It's been ridiculous to me. Well, I th- and that's why I have Atlanta winning out that series. It's just Mo- Milwaukee just went into a slump. Mm-hmm. Their entire team just cannot hit a damn ball, and this is the worst time for it. Their pitching keeps everything low scoring. Yeah. But one, like we saw tonight with the Dodger game, one to zero still means you lose, and so, that pitching makes one mistake. It's done. I like Atlanta because they're just more consistent at the so, moment. So you have Atlanta facing who? I have Atlanta facing. I, I I still have to Dodgers ride with the Dodgers. Giants. I still have to ride with the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, Scherzer had a great game tonight. Addison, yeah. Um, Woods obviously had a like a wonderful. They shut out the Dodgers. It's just hard. I I, I keep wanting to root against SF because it makes me feel good every time they win because you get mm. the even more underdog story out of them, which is so much fun. I'm going Braves Dodgers uh, as well. I think they're gonna do their best to get out of this slump. Um, and then we have White Sox Houston. Which is 2-1 Houston. I think Houston cleans up this next game. They move on to the next round. Uh, and then, for me, it's going to be Red Sox versus Astros. What about you? Uh, I have Houston as well. Um, the White Sox are bringing out Rendon. Um, who, Rendon, baby. Rendon, who, amazing all season, but he has not pitched consistently since August. He has that shoulder fatigue in his left arm. Mm-hmm. And the Astros have already seen him twice this season when he's been at peak. They're going to figure him out when he's uh, struggling. I think Houston wins the next game pretty handedly there. And then Houston and then they, versus Red Sox. I think they run through the Red Sox. I, I love I, the Red Sox depth. That's what's got them through so far is they have a lot of depth on that roster. La- last week you tell me, hey, Houston or Red Sox, I would tell you, uh, you know, I'd say Houston. Right now I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I uh, Completely inst- instinctual. I think we're going to see a Red Sox-Dodgers World Series right now. Which is crazy considering we have Red Sox Houston, both teams, or Alex Correa and all of Houston caught up in that cheating scandal. Exactly. It's going to be beautiful magic if they see each other. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Who is your finals matchup? World finals, Series matchup? I, th- I would love to see Dodgers versus Houston again. That'd I be think amazing. these are the that's, that's, top teams. Yeah. Um, it will be a great back and forth, a lot of hatred with, between the fan bases. Both teams that the entire country will tune in just to watch mm-hmm. one of them lose because it would be hilarious. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad seeing the Giants. I would be I'd, furious. I just because I think the old dudes playing hero ball is just such a great underdog it is story. A cool story. It's underdog when you're the best team in the league. You know, fuck the Giants. I'm so mad. Whatever. <laughs> you are really salty about tonight. <laughs> Let's go to the first NFL game: the Bucks versus Eagles Thursday night. Don, who do you have this week? Well, uh, Bucks versus Eagles played, and we have Fournette in the run game being able to be. Uh, efficient. He's efficient. Yeah, I think Eagles. he's. I think they're going to lean on him more because of Brady's thumb injury. I'm like, and I think that's going to be a big change in this Bucks For offense. Sure. I think the Eagles' defense is garbage, so they will no, get the. They're sneaky. Deep ball. Good. They're sneak. 
I, I, I have it wrote. I have it written down right here. Mm-hmm. Watch for a fun garbage time because it'll be full of highlights. And that's, that's where this game's going to be where fun Jalen and interesting. Hurts shines maybe when he's getting blown out. Yeah, because he doesn't care anymore, yeah, and he's he just care. able to do he's whatever like he wants. This touchdown. Uh, yeah, I have the Bucks winning. I think, yes, Tom Brady has a messed up thumb, but get ready because they have a plethora of running backs that they're going to use to smash you in the face. I think this game might be a little bit closer than people think. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very high spread, and it's one that makes me nervous because the Eagles love that garbage time. They love garbage time. They're the garbage pail kids, baby. Yeah, Let's so I on. would wait till Bucks get up early, and if you could live bet and take the Eagles yeah. on a plus... When the Bucks get up early, like I would love 14, to do that. Plus eight. That's yeah. something I would enjoy. Um, Dolphins versus Jags playing over there in that other weird country, England. Um, this is my pick for gross game of the week. Ugly I game think of the it'll week. be disgusting. By, by the way, last bad. week's ugly game of the week was the Raiders-Bears. Oh, to without say a doubt yeah. it was. I think that was a given. Yeah. But I have the Jags upsetting here. I like the Jag. Like They're finally using James Robinson in a competent way. This, I mean, it is a home game for the Jags because this is their other home. Yes and no. I think it's going to be very different for the Jags because it's a new regime. They don't know how to plan to get over there in the same way. That's true. I mean, so, it's still the same owner, though. Like, they love England. Like, England Tony loves Tony Cotton loves – yeah, he, yeah, he's absolutely about it. Um, but Jags are finally able to use Robinson for being a 100-yard kind of, carrier. They still, throw, they still throw Hyde in there to just be like, here you go, Robinson owners. Well, it makes sense, though, yeah. just to give yeah, – you, yeah, yeah, you don't want to run them out, which – Dolphins, like we said earlier um, in this podcast, like absolutely terrible at stopping the run. They can't stop. They a can't back. stop it at all. Uh, so I think that helps a big way. Tua might be coming back with that rib injury, which Tua's worries back. me. I don't. It doesn't make I too mean, much Jacoby's of a difference. Also hurt. Yeah, Jacoby's not playing, so you're going to have either a guy coming back from an injury or a guy dealing with an injury over on the Dolphins. No, I, I love the Jags. I like the Jags win. a lot here. It's a very sneaky win. Also, Dolphins one in three when they play in London. Hmm. Or in England in general. They're not playing just in yeah. London anymore. But one in three when they play across the pond. That's that's a nice stat. Keep I, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket because yeah. we might use that in gambling ring. Let's move on to the Chargers versus Ravens. Um, game of the week? I think it has a shot of it. Um, Are you I, worried? I am worried. 100% I'm worried. Because this I, is a top five NFL team you're about to play. This is. And... The Ravens find a way to be competitive in a lot of these games. We've done it for most of the season. I mean, we talked about it. The, the Ravens like to give you a heart attack. Yeah. And I think this continues. I, and that's what I don't want to call this game either way because the Ravens find some BS way to come back or I'm, we just get stomped. Here's the thing. I, I have in my gambling ring notes, Chargers plus three. I'm audibling. I think the Ravens are going to win this game because the Chargers are have played three straight high-pressure games. Chiefs in Kansas City, uh, the Raiders on Monday Night Football, and the Browns in their home. Those are three legit teams that they have to worry about. Yes, the Ravens are a good team, but there's only so much gas you can give. Now, I do love the Chargers, and they are the they should be the favorites, but they're I, not. I don't know how they're not, to be honest. It's in Baltimore. Even then, I it still blows my mind yeah. that the they're not the favorite considering the games that we've had. I, I will say if Vegas has Lamar's like passing yards over uh, two eighty, I'll bet the under. Really? Yes. 
I mean, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me considering you were going to have uh, Derwin James, who's been playing very Great. well for the Chargers, Great. and I think he's going to double on um, Hollywood the entire game. Well, he's a safety, but like no, no, yeah, he's going to yeah, add that yeah, double. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's going to be over the top. They of have them. great corners. Asante Samuel Jr. is a great rookie. Like they have legit corners. That's going to be harder for Lamar to pass. Without a doubt, it will be. But at the same time, Mark Andrews though. Mark Andrews is great, and then the Ravens finally have a pass rush. Like I yeah, think that's Jason being Noah is like a legit. And everyone was going, that, like, why Why do we go after him? Remember, that's the guy I wanted Yeah. instead of uh, Quiddy Pay. I wanted Jason Owa because I loved him coming out of college. Yeah, and people were, like, suspect on him because he's like, oh, he didn't score a sack. And it's like he translated so well to so the good. NFL. Yeah, it's – I mean, I, I have – I'm going to pick the Ravens to win this game, and I know you are too. I, I have to because it's my team, but I'm leaving my money out of this game. I'm I don't want to touch uh, you yeah. with a 10-foot pole. Uh, next game we're going to talk about is the Cardinals versus Browns undefeated team. I think this is the marquee matchup of the week. Okay. That's going to be like, listen, like, Oh, America's game and all that fun stuff that, uh, the different media do. Mm-hmm. It's a team needing a bounce back win in the Browns who have lost two heartbreaking games against very competitive teams this I, season. I think the Cardinals are the worst undefeated team I've ever seen. I don't know. Like they looked so slow. Like when they were playing SF, like that was a ugly, ugly game I, to watch. I still don't like Cliff Kingsbury, believe it or not. I I think they are badly coached. I think they get some of the luckiest wins I've ever seen. And this has happened with the Cardinals the past two years. And now this year, I think it's their luck eventually runs out. I'm looking at this as the early, early DAC or pre-DAC Cowboys. Yeah. It's just they have so much elite talent. doesn't matter who's really head coaching. Like yeah. it's just it, they're gonna win these games, and that's what's so, been there. Do you have the Cardinals? I have the Cardinal. I have the Browns winning this one. To be honest, just because the Cardinals' run defense is almost non-existent, yeah. And you got the Browns who are going to slow the game down. You're going to have Chubb and Hunt just go bananas. I feel. Um, yeah, Cardinals are bottom five in defensive rush rate, so that's going to give so much damn time uh, for Baker. 49ers had over five yards per carry. And I don't Jesus. care how good Shanahan is at drawing up plays. He's just you don't have Nick Chubb and Greenman. Yeah. Like that's hard to that's hard to counter. No, I agree. It's so hard to stop them. And I think the I like the Cardinals defense this year, but I think Cream Hunt uh, Nick Chubb, Baker really has to pull it together. They're going to p- figure out how to win this game. It's going to be ugly. It, it will be it. ugly. Jadavion Clowney should be back for this game. So they're going to yeah. have Miles Garrett being able to try to tackle Kyler. I think it comes down to the wire with Kyler making a key turnover because he's going to try to put a lot on his shoulders in this game. Let's move on to my pick for ugly game of the week, the Seahawks versus Steelers. Two backup quarterbacks on a Sunday night game. Are we I, calling Ben a backup? Yes. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I wasn't going to argue. I'm just like, I'm making sure that I didn't miss something. Like, is Ben's hip issue that serious? No, like, he's, did his AARP card run out and he has to go home? <laughs> like, no, he's awful. He's awful. He, I don't like, I was like, my dad and I were watching the Steelers game together last week. And he, my dad's like, he has 209 passing yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty decent. I'm like, he went 15 for 25. <laughs> like, well, all I mean, he would can't, do. You can't look at that because, like, Josh Allen went 15 for 
31 last week or 15 for 28 last week but josh allen is also able to go you know what i can run and make something happen that's true big yeah. ben is the slowest quarterback in the league I, he's the slowest quarterback i've ever seen it's it's disgusting to watch all he does is just throw it out there and hope one of his three elite receivers could come down with it and <laughs> like, juju's out for this game he might be out for the season yeah and that's a huge hit to the he's Steelers out for the offense. season. it's official he's it is official hit. okay yeah um yeah, but here's the thing, Geno Smith. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, as much crap as I'm going to talk on the Steelers' offense. They have one of and the Najee meeting, Harris might not play, and Najee Harris might be out. They have one of the most gangster defenses because TJ Watt, Watt, yeah, is just an animal. Well, what about Blitz Boy Don on Jamal Adams? Blitz Boy himself. Jamal Adams, I want to see him go one-on-one with Eric Ebron. That will be so much fun. I, I don't want to see this game. I'm so mad that they are making, forcing me to watch this game. I know. It's a Sunday night. This should have been flexed out of the way the minute that uh, Russ hurt his finger. Yeah, the, this, would have been a, this This was minus three for the Seahawks. Yeah. It's now minus four and a half for the Steelers just with Russ's injured finger. Yeah, that tells you how much Russ was carrying the Seahawks. I mean, we're going to see. I, I think Geno Smith has life to him. He was a first-round pick. He did perform somewhat in last week's game against their, other than that interception at the end of the game, yeah. which was him trying to do too much in a comeback. Yeah. It makes sense. He looked efficient. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited. Chris Carson may be coming back. Don, who's your winner for this game? I'm going to have to ride with the Steelers in this one. Um, that's an ugly. That's an ugly ride. It's an, it's an ugly ride, but I think that if uh, Harris plays, it's even more targets going to be Steelers to him. Going three and three, I, staying it, alive. I, I, I'm loving it secretly down inside because it's convincing that front office. Is Ben really that washed? No, no, no they, def- they definitely know Ben is oh, washed. No, they, they already put in the... Um, he, his, his tombstone's already been made. His uh, du- grave is currently being dug right I'm, now. I'm forgetting the uh, the free agency term where if you like so you could match someone's contract to see if uh, you could go pick him up if they enter free agency. Um, I'm forgetting it off the top of my head, but they uh, did that for Russell Wilson last weekend. Tag? They no, no. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. They went out. Yeah. They're they're officially made. They made it known like they're going after Russ for next season. Like they they're Russ done with Ben. Signed already though. He's on a contract. Yeah, but they're they're trying to match it. Oh, to yeah, go and yeah, yeah. try to see if they could get him that way. Steelers are definitely going to try to figure out how to how to how to go get a quarterback. Yeah, very um, quickly. Let's move on to fantasy St- sits and starts. Uh, I can't believe I almost said stits. I don't even know what those are. I don't. Um, I hope that's not a word. Stits. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's get into our fantasy sits and starts. These are the guys that we might be starting this week. No, hell no. I've actually started one of these guys every single week, and I've sat a lot of these guys. These are real like decisions we're trying to help you guys make i am starting one two three i'm starting four out of my five start picks and that's just because my tight end is for more for deeper options well let's get into our quarterback uh don who's your fantasy start mine's jalen hurts i am starting him in quite a few leagues garbage king himself hey it works we've seen it happen for quarterbacks who are able to be mobile he is gonna throw two or three interceptions that's just a guarantee delicious but if it works for Winston, it could work for anybody else, in my opinion. He is going. He's averaging a rushing floor of about 50 yards per game. He's averaging 24.4 fantasy points. He is not going to bust. Not he is bust, just going to be average, and that's all you need. If you're streaming quarterbacks, if you're going week to week, this is he might, perfect. He might get into like the high 20s, though. Like he's he's so he's so Oscar the Grouch. I love it. It's great. Uh, mine is Carson Wentz. Look, he's gotten better. Like he, in the past, you can trust him. In the past three games, he's gotten in the end zone twice. 
every single game and that works well that's week three we've seen this week and last week his receiving core is yeah. finally taking that step forward taking, without ty he's learning the offense more and more i think he gets better and better and this is a guy that you'll be able to flex start for the rest of the year if you have a shot and you you have a quarterback concern right now say you just lost russell wilson go after carson he he's got some very favorable matchups in the next few weeks go get him he plays the texans this week Mac Jones tore up the Texans. He's Mac, Carson Wentz and the Colts are more uh, explosive, explosive of an offense. and like creative of an offense than the the Patriots right now. Go get Carson Wentz. Agreed completely. My fantasy start running back is going to be Zach Moss, and I know you're like, uh, he's been doing well because the Bills have become a buzzsaw. Yeah, and he catches the ball late game. It's just dump off passes and feed him to run out the clock. And he does it, and he's going to get you maybe a garbage time touchdown or maybe like a, a nasty touchdown. But he is also going to have like four catches, and like he'll get a couple yards. And yeah, maybe only end up with like forty five rushing yards, but he'll have like twenty receiving yards and maybe a touchdown. He's, he's gonna, a great spot start. He's if you my need. flex every week. Like I, every time I have him, it feels nasty. And then at the end of the week, I look and I'm like, oh, Zach Moss, thank you for getting me 12 points. And that's all you need out of these spot start flex yeah. guys. Like he's not going to, he doesn't have a super high ceiling, but he'll be consistent. He's he's like a nastier Chase Edmonds. Yeah. And that, that, that works fine. My start is going to be Kareem Hunt. He's been a RB2 flex almost most of the season. Can we give a message to all the Kareem Hunt owners? Just start him. I don't know why you haven't been. like He's a guaranteed flex almost every week. Here's the thing. We're both in multiple leagues yeah. with a lot of football people. I see Kareem Hunt on the bench so often for teams. I would teams. say were we, week five, I've seen him on the bench two out of three weeks. Which is insane because he he's going to pick up 50, 60 yards a game guaranteed. And probably a touchdown and some catches. Like He, if, he is the better Chase Edmonds, the better... He's the highest level that Chase Edmonds can get to. He's the highest level that Zach Moss can get to. He is a legit, the best flex starting running back you can have. And when you're playing a matchup against one of the worst running back coverage teams in the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. he is going to tear it up. And it's a great one-two punch with Chubb. Be confident in starting a number two back this this time around. Mm -hmm. I know he's a backup to Chubb. Be confident in starting him. Let's go into our... Uh, starting wide receivers. Mine's going to be uh, Hollywood Brown. Look, he's emerging as a one. I still think he's a, he's not a complete bust, but he, he has not hit the potential of what he should be hitting. But maybe he's hitting that stride. Maybe he's listening to this podcast, and he's like, you know what, I'm tired of this kid talking shit about me. Um, because he's, he's catching some big bombs. He caught one today. He caught another touchdown, two touchdowns today. Maybe this was the blow-up week. If you can see Hollywood Brown on your waiver wire or you've been sitting on him, throw him in your flex. Throw him at your number two. Because he's going to be needed for this Chargers game. They need the deep yeah. ball to keep up with Herbert and Mike Williams. He's a better Henry Ruggs right now. Yeah, because he actually has a short pass and pick up a few yards ability. If, if you're like, I love Tyreek Hill and what he can do for fantasy, guess what? Hollywood Brown is just a diet 
Tyreek Hill. And that's mainly because Mahomes hyper targets Hill. Yeah. Lamar likes to move the ball around a little bit more. Well, I mean, he targets Brown a lot. Yeah, which, no, is good. which he's starting to I'm do trading, more and more. I'm, and I love I'm for actively it. trading for Hollywood Brown in most leagues. Another deep threat I'm starting this week is Emmanuel Sanders. He has been on fire for the Bills recently. Uh, the Bills like to dominate teams. Yeah. I think that's without a doubt. They are they don't they're not comfortable just winning. They want to embarrass everyone they run across. Correct. And against the Awful, just god awful Titan secondary. He's going to get a deep Monday bomb, night, baby. maybe two deep bombs. He's going to hit Pater in my mind at least once. He's being ranked outside of the wider two, wide receiver two slot. His rankings going in from a few different sites I've seen have around twenty eighth to thirtieth. See, I'm not, I'm not in love with Sanders. I, I'm not looking for him in any leagues, but I understand why people would like him. Like I'm a big, I, I have him in two leagues, and because he is that huge impact matchup dependent guy who can get two touchdowns. I just think he's, I think he's the third option on that team. He he is, but he's the only deep option. And um, I mean, Stefan's one. I would say Knox is two, and then he's three. But for an offense that's that's efficient, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel very confident starting Manuel yep. Sanders as a wide receiver two flex position every single week don't leave him on your bench uh my tight end start of the week is jared cook we can go quick with this one jared cook's seen the end zone two out of the last three weeks you could say three straight weeks if some penalties didn't go that way he is getting in the end zone me and don loved this guy coming into the season he's still under 50 or he's at 58 percent rostered so there are still leagues with him out there Please go grab him. It makes sense why he's doing so well, too. A lot of people forget the Saints offensive coordinator as from last season when he played mm-hmm. with Drew Brees is the new offensive coordinator under Brandon Staley. He likes to get Cook the ball. They mm-hmm. know each other very well. My start tight end is going to be Dan Arnold for the Jaguars. What a nasty name. Just just gross pick here. It's for deeper leagues. If you're struggling to find that tight end, if you're outside the top eight guys, I understand. Lawrence relies heavily on tight ends. He did it with O'Shaughnessy, and then he did it last week with Dan Arnold. I think he's a solid PPR floor guy. He's that guy who's going to get you five catches, 50 yards, which if you need a tight end spot start, this is a good one, especially against the Dolphins defense. Strong corners. They're going to go over the middle. Uh, my start defense of the week is going to be the Colts. Look, they're playing the Texans. That's enough for me. Yeah, that, that's, that's all. That's, that's all fine. you're gonna get from me. That's 100% okay with me. I'm going with the Bengals. The Lions have not put up more than 17 points in a single game so far this season, and they've allowed four sacks in each of their last two games. Mm-hmm. Since he's D in the first three weeks, had 10 sacks and four turnovers. I think like they struggled against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's Rodgers. Rodgers is efficient. I think they bounce back strong against a bad Lions team. Let's go in our sits. My sit of the week is Kirk Cousins. Look, I know you're like, Dio, he's been tearing it up. Sure, he's been tearing it up against okay defenses. Now he's playing a good defense. Yes. I can't trust him doing that. That's so much goddamn risk. I'm not doing that. I mean, they're playing the Panthers with a Stephon Gilmore. Or, yeah, Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. I think he's going to I think he's. You should start. He, it's still not 100%. If he's playing, he's questionable, Mark. Yeah. But. I think he's going. I think he's he going to be there. That defense is good. Their uh, Vegas is projecting a very low scoring game here. Forty six sure. points seems to be the consensus, Ooh. and it's a one point spread. I might bet the over. It's just it's going to be a gross game in my opinion. Mm. Like Kirk Cousins can be. Streaky. I just don't want to risk it. That's I, all. I just don't. My sit is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Um, Who's bad? Who is just. 
He has not been able to do anything this season. You have Julio possibly coming back from that hamstring. It's trending that he might, but might not. But the Bills' defense has been elite. They love the turnover battle. They like to punish. Tannehill, to me, the math does not add up for him having a nice week this week. Don, who's your running back sit? Mine is going to be Devonta Booker. I know he's a starting running back, and that's a very hard thing to do. But I do not like him to run against Aaron Darnold. I would pivot to another option if you can. I think Daniel Jones will end up being the leading rusher on this team against the Rams. <laughs> My uh, sit of the week is going to be all the Patriots running backs. Look, they gave the ball to four different backs last week. It's just a headache I don't want to deal with. Sure, if you think Brandon Bolden's going to do it or Harris is going to do it or Steve- Stevenson's going to do it or whoever shows up. Fine, deal with it. I'm not just going to – I don't want it. It's just so many mouths to feed on a back that doesn't feel like it's efficient enough for me to go after. No, I completely agree there. We've seen this oftentimes with Belichick. He does yeah. not like to rely on one guy. He likes to throw in five. Yeah, you'll get a Jonas Gray day. It's stupid. Um, let's move on to wide receiver. My sit wide receiver of the week is going to be Julio Jones. He's on track to play. I just don't feel like because of the same reason Ryan Tannehill. But if he does not play, sit Brandon Ayuk. I'm not high on him. Yes, Jimmy G's coming back. But Brandon Ayuk's got to show me he's got something before I can start him again. No, completely. You don't want to just roll the dice based on Jimmy G coming so I back. Gave you, I gave you two sits, baby. Oh, don't, two for the don't, price of one. Yeah, there you go. Um, mine, it's it's a gross option, If but if you can pivot away from Tyler Lockett, I suggest doing it this week. I, but, but, Don, I'm starting Tyler Lockett this week. If you, have, if you don't have another option, swing for the fences he, on your flex. Here's my argument for the Tyler Lockett thing. Tyler Lockett was targeted five times in the Geno Smith move. Yes. I Once Geno Smith, Geno Smith targeted DK Metcalf once, targeted Lockett five times. No, And that is true, but you have to remember the game script that they were in. Mm. They were trying to force the ball downfield because they were down at Correct. the end of a game against a not good secondary. Uh, well, the Rams are a top-tier secondary. How dare you? They're a top-tier defense. I'd put them on the same level as the Steelers. I think Rams are a what we had with the Chiefs last season. They'll bend I, no, all the way down the field, and then they so make the disrespectful. turnover. No, no. They have legit corners, good safeties, and some of the best interior linemen in the league. No, the Rams are a top-five defense. I cannot say that. I think Geno Smith is going to have an okay game. I don't think he's going to be startable. I think fantasy, no, he'll be bad. He'll get like 11 points. But I think Lockett, is he going to have the boom game? No. No. But there's a legit game. There's a, I think there's a real chance he walks away with 14, 15 points here. To me, I think that, hey, what, you're, you're going to have no you want time. To bet on? I think that he has less than 60 receiving yards, which if you're starting him as a wide receiver. Fantasy points. PPR full point. PPR full point less than less than 12. I will take that bet. Okay. I like for, that. Or if if I get it wrong, I'll wear a Ravens uh jersey for the for one whole podcast. Ooh. And then if you get it wrong, you'll wear my a Colts jersey. Okay. That sounds right. good sounds with good. me. It sounds like we should have done that bet for this week, but oh well. We didn't really have too much we disagreed with last week. I yeah, think. we both kinda knew the Colts were gonna lose. I just didn't think it'd be this painful. Um let's move on to uh to my tight end sit of the week, it's Austin Hooper. This guy did not get a ton of targets. I know he was my starter a few weeks ago, but he has disappointed big. Zero targets, zero catches last week. You got to prove it to me, buddy. Come back to life, and maybe I'll start you. I completely agree. Hooper, I rode with him this last week and just cried. Made you lose, right? 
Yeah, told you. five points, yep. and that's all I needed from him. But hey, you, you bounce back for another week. Mine, I'm sitting the Patriots tight ends. Hunter Henry has put together a couple solid games in the last Hunter few Henry games. Hunter Henry has shown that he's like the guy. He's he's going to be the guy over Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith did have a lot of routes run and everything, but it's this Cowboys defense that's making me stay off them. Uh, they have had two defensive touchdowns, multiple interceptions in every single game this mm-hmm. season, and Patriots have turned over the ball nine times so far this season. Nasty. Cowboys are going to be in max face a lot. I think that they're going to try to do everything to get out of that, but I just don't trust anything offensively for the Patriots this week. Who's your sit defense of the week? I'm sitting Seattle. I've seen them creeping up the rankings. Um, wow, we talk a lot sites. of crap uh, against the... I'm low on Seattle this week. No, I I just think this is going to be. Seattle can get in the end zone. I think this is going to be a no turnovers by the Steelers, fourteen, maybe seventeen points. Okay, we have different uh, ideas of what this game is going to be. I think this game's seventeen twenty one. I wouldn't be. I was. I was thinking like seventeen to ten. Yeah, like I, it's just. I think it's. I think Pittsburgh wins. I think Ben Roethlisberger has shown that he's good for at least a touchdown. Um, so maybe we'll get two, and then maybe a rushing touchdown or a defensive touchdown. Uh, I still think Geno throws like two interceptions, but I think he'll get in that garbage time TDs. Yeah, but I just, I just don't trust the Seattle yeah. defense here. They've been floating around the uh, ten to twelve mark on a lot of um, fantasy recommendation sites. I agree. I just Pittsburgh does not give up good days to people because they'll yeah. get that deep ball occasionally because Ben just hurls it as far yeah. as his body can handle and it's like all right we're going to roll as with far it. As it until it breaks and also I don't think the offense is going to have too much efficiency so yeah. that means a lot of three and outs a lot of punting so that def- that Seattle defense will be on the field a long a long time Blitz boy is going to be very tired yep um <laughs> my sit defense of the week is going to be the ravens uh look the ravens haven't been able to stop anyone no uh we maybe had, the lines we've had two good fantasy games and that's considering if you're counting five points or over they might be droppable Borderline. they might be droppable i think our schedule eases up here in a little bit which mm, will be nice it's but. pretty tough the rest of the year it's it's a tough defense. They're streamable defense at this. They're point. streamable. They, if you're like, oh, I gotta keep with the Ravens. It's not no, the same. Don't, Ravens don't keep defense. the Ravens. No. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the last segment of the episode. It's time for the gambling ring. Um. Look, I'm not gonna. No excuses. I had a bad week. I am officially under fifty percent on the season in bets. I'm at forty eight percent on bets. Don Don's riding high. He's at like sixty two percent. It's violent. It's you fun. also don't bet as much as me. I only on the bet, podcast. I bet five games a week. Yeah. On the podcast, you're not betting as much as me. No, I do do a lot of ridiculous, crazy yeah. bets, but those are just more for fun. Yeah. Like but, running multiple ten team parlays because yeah. I'm an animal. Let's talk about the gambling ring. I was five or three, five and one. Not great. I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for it this week. No right. no college bets because they took my soul last week. I gotta readjust, see what's going on in the market over there. I'm gonna start with the Bucks minus seven to cover. Uh, really? I know I said the the Eagles might get that garbage time, but I think the Bucks are gonna cover minus seven. Okay. If it was minus seven and a half, I won't take it. I'll buy the point. I'll buy I'll buy the half point. At that I think point, they yeah, you, could, you could roll the dice on that push. Yeah. That's not a bad one for me. I'm taking the Rams minus 10.5 over the Giants. Mm. Giants are without Saquon. I think it's going to be mostly on Daniel Jones. 10 is a lot of points, though. 10 is a lot of points, but I just I don't think the Giants offense is going to be there too well. You have Kenny G, who's banged up. Mm-hmm. You have Saquon, who's for sure out. Daniel Jones, who's coming back from a concussion, so it's not even a guarantee that he is playing. Mm-hmm. And you have Booker as the running back. I just 
Towney's the best guy on this team at this point. Tooney. Tooney, my Tooney. apologies. I'm Tooney's tired of be- people disrespecting my man's name, bro. Hey, I think he's an elite, elite talent, but you're going to have Jalen Ramsey on him for most of the game because he's the only competent guy on this offense. Evan Ingram still can't find his hands. <laughs> yeah, he really can't. He's, he's No, so I like the Rams awful. here pretty handedly. Um, okay, my next team that I'm going to bet is the Bills minus five. Um, look, I know they're playing a, a, a good team. Tennessee, uh, well, no, Tennessee's not good. But they're on Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills like to embarrass people. Five, give it to me. I'll take it up to seven and a half. No, I am riding with that pick as well. You also well. picked this bet? I love okay. the Bills pick here. It's so good, I you stole do, it from you. I was going to say, you do not need to convince me whatsoever. It depends on where you're betting it. Okay. I've seen it as low. If you're riding with certain, uh, the opening line was minus three and a half. Okay, some sites still have it at three and a half to four. If you're able to shop around, I'll still take it. Like I said, I'll take it up to seven and a half. Um, it, was that one of your bets? That was one of mine. I'm going to uh, also call out Green Bay Packers. I think they cover I have minus, that bet as well. Yeah, minus four and a half against the Bears. I love. I just. It's I love Easy it. for me to say that. It's, Super easy of a bet. Like yeah. I, it's it's free money. I was like, oh, who loves to shit stomp the Bears? No one more than than Aaron it, Rodgers. It's a divisional game, so I think that's why the line is a little bit lower than it traditionally care. would be. Don't care. But yeah, I, I just like it too much. Rodgers likes to embarrass. All right, to the listeners, I know I did this to you. Um, last week I told you, hey, let's bet the unders. Let's bet the unders. Let's bet the unders. Undertaker's back. Undertaker was dead. Mark Calloway is very angry you took his name in vain. And I'm sorry about that. That's Undertaker's real name. Um, I'm not going to do that this week. Undertaker only comes out every once in a while. You know, um, He's back in his grave. But here's what I will tell you. I'm doing something else. I'm Ooh. taking three underdogs, parlaying them, and we're going to hit, baby. I'm taking the Giants minus ten, or plus 10.5 to beat. To cover against the Rams. Yes, I know they're going to probably start a backup quarterback. You ten, just, you're riding against me. Okay. Ten and a half points is too much for me to bet against. Okay. On the season, do you know how many t- uh, teams have covered over ten point spreads? I think so far only two, right? Only two. Yep. That was good. That was a good cover, Don. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know me. I like my stats too much. They make me comfortable. I'm also taking the Houston Texans to cover uh, plus 10 against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I think, yes, the Colts are good and the Texans are okay. But look, the Colts have hurt DBs uh, and the Houston Texans will figure out a way to stay in this game. And lastly, I'm taking... The uh, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Oh, I'm taking the. Oh, I, the line just changed. Oh, people are already getting ahead of us. No way. How how big did that line jump? Three points. Ooh. From when I when initially when the the episode started, it's at six and a half. Ah, uh, I'm gonna take it anyway for the bit. I'm taking plus six and a half for the Washington football team against the Kansas City Chiefs. What was the line? It was at nine and a half. Ooh, you could buy the points. I think I'm gonna buy the points. That's buy worth- the points on that one. Actually, guys, flip that. We're taking the Chiefs. Only bet those two teams. Parlay them. I promise you, we're gonna win some bets. Heineke does like to throw interceptions. He's he does. averaged about two, I think, a game so far. Yeah, but he also gets in the end zone at the end. He's also a garbage time. He's a God. garbage time beauty uh, pick. I have a few more bets. Do you have any more? Um, I have two more that I'm taking. I am taking Dallas minus four against the Patriots. I don't know why this line is the way it is at the moment. I like Dallas, like likes to go up and score. Mm. I know the Patriots have a 
solid defense and they like to keep things slow. But Dallas just has too much elite talent here. They're a top five team also. Without a doubt in my mind. And my last pick is going to be, I think, Jaguars cover three against the Dolphins, especially if Tua is out. It's just it's hard for the Dolphins to travel. I think the Jags just have a better ground game to keep it low and slow. Um, my, my last three bets, because I'm a sociopath, I'm taking the over 42.5 on the Steelers versus Seahawks. I know we just talked about it. I, I gave you a bet that, that I think they're going to hit. I think they're going to sneak some points in. Uh, the under for the Chiefs and football team game at 55.5, I think this does not hit. It's a high over-under, and I'm going to take the under, even though the Chiefs have hit their over uh, four out of five times this season. And lastly, I'm taking the under for the Rams Giants at 48 like I said I think this Giants defense will step up a little bit the Rams will get on a nice little lead but we'll figure out uh, that in the end I will take those teams lock it in Don let's move on to the take my money parlay we both hit it again baby yeah we did hit last week in a row baby loving it let's keep it going my teams are the Bucks Rams Bills Colts Chiefs that's not a bad one. I am I like normal. I try to parlay all my spread picks because it's just entertaining. Yep. Uh, one big change I am doing for the money parlay. I'm keeping the Rams, keeping Green Bay, keeping Dallas, keeping the Bills. I'm using the Bucks just because I like to hit this parlay. It's a nice guarantee. I feel very comfortable the Bucks winning their game there. Okay. And for staying alive, this we're still alive, baby. I picked the Falcons last week. They covered. Don. That was risky as hell, and I loved it doing it. Uh, my staying alive this week, I am taking the Colts. I think this is the one of the few times in my mind I feel comfortable. Confidently start them. Exactly. It, my brain says they'll be able to start them again because the Colts do play the Texans again. So I'm saving them. I'm using the Rams. I think the Rams are going to have a nice little beat against the, the, the Giants. They won't cover. We'll be fine. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Superfan Sports. It was a great week. You guys reached out to me. You reached out to Don. We had a great time interacting with you guys. We love everything that's going on in the community. If you guys ever want to hang out or shoot us any any messages, let us know. We're always around. And thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. And pray for, for the, the parlay. parlay.